Y'all know what it is, Truth Nation. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. The best way to start your day. Cutting through the noise and bringing you the real stories behind the headlines. Talk to someone about how you feel. Do not internalize it. Do not consume it. You deserve to be heard. It's time to wake up with Milwaukee's favorite morning show. It's not just we canceled it, it's over, it's a done deal. Shouldn't be that way. That program still should proceed no matter how a few may go. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. Tell me, where are all the watch for you? Where the hey. brothers gonna be? Hey. <laughs> I just wanted to see what she was gonna do. This is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Here are your hosts, the effective communication coach, Denise Thomas, and two-time Emmy Award winner, Telly Hughes. Good morning. Welcome to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly, live from the American Family Insurance Studio. At the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, we have had a great first hour. If you're just tuning in, um, let's just get right back into it. Before the break, we were talking about, as we all know, the Milwaukee Bucks playoff season is here. The official uh, first playoff game tips off this Sunday at 4:30. Now, the Milwaukee Police Department, other city officials, and the Milwaukee Bucks are currently discussing security measures during the upcoming Milwaukee Bucks playoff games, especially uh, the area that we all know as the Deer District, where a number, like a mass number of people gather to watch the game. Oftentimes people who may not be able to uh, go to the actual game or they prefer to celebrate watching the game outside versus inside the Pfizer Forum. Now, truth be told, Telly, there are certain words or phrases that you and I both know have racial undertones. Yes. Um, so, for example, strict dress code or dress code restrictions, as well as security measures. Now, I am not a part of these discussions, although I do regard myself as a community leader in Milwaukee. I also have a young black male son. My son is 25 years old, and he looks very, very much like George Floyd. So what I have to do, Telly, as his mother, is remind him, because my, my son's a grown man. I'm not one of them mamas who, you know, helicopter my mom, my son. He's a grown man, and he'll, let's, he'll remind me of that, Telly. Like, okay, mom, <laughs> fall back. I got this. However, I do encourage Truth Nation listeners that if you are a parent, grandparent, auntie, uncle, cousin of a young black male that you know is going to be attending these playoff games and especially in the Deer District, have that conversation with them. What do you mean, Denise? That's a great question. Well, first, let me just, as part of responding to that question, Craig on the Truth Talking text line, which is 833-212-1017, just shared with us And I quote, it's hopeful thinking that one of us is sitting at the table 
when these security discussions are happening. I hate to keep saying it, but it's true and very necessary. Brothers, sisters, if we're not at the table, we're on the menu. Thank you, Craig, for that powerful statement. And to kind of piggyback off of that in the response to why is it important to have these conversations? If we're not at the table, as Craig mentioned, and we are on the menu, then you have to prepare your black male relatives, your young black male loved ones on how to engage during these types of events. And I know that it it sounds like, man, we're just trying to have a good time. But we know the world that we live in. We know the society and the country that we live in. And we know the state that we live in. Racism, racial profiling, police brutality are real. And, and I want my son to come home the exact same way that the state that he was in when he left. I want him to come back home the same way. And if you just believe that this is just another way for us to find racial undertone or, or, or something like that, just think of it this way. It's racist because we are even having this conversation. Mm-hmm. Because when other ethnicities hear security measures, they don't have to go home and have a conversation with their son like Denise Thomas has to go home and have this conversation with her son. So when you say security measures and like, oh, maybe they really mean that. Well, why is it that we have to have these conversations and other people don't? Because we hear those trigger words of security measures. That means tighter security. That means more profiling. And then what is it? It Because it's not just going to stop at one thing because that's why it's plural. They call it security measures. And let me just Other say things this, will be implemented. It's not just one thing. I have witnessed firsthand where racial profiling combined with prejudice, because let me be clear, racism and being prejudiced are two different things. Please understand that truth nation. Yes. So I've seen both prejudice and racism combined in those acts of quote unquote security members, security measures where let's just say telly certain demographics are provoked. They're provoked. Absolutely. Whether it's, whether it's, hey, hey, boy, or hey, you, hey, you over there, hey, son, you need to move. So it's one thing for people from the outside listening in to say, well, Denise, this is about safety. This is not about race. It is. And I know a lot of people say, well, why are we always going to make it about race? I don't want to make it about race, but as a black woman who lives in America, I'm reminded every day of my race and the data, the video footage has consistently demonstrated that oftentimes when there is a mass gathering of young black people, especially young black men, they are targeted. As Craig said, they are on the menu. So I hope that 
the conversations that are hap- that are taking place regarding security measures also apply the appropriate ways to manage conflict, ensure safety, and allow everybody to have a good time. Period. Uh, yes. And, and uh, you know, speaking of these discussions and people being at the table, I'm going to tell you one thing that I don't know for certain, but I feel pretty confident that this has never happened where there's been a meeting that said, you know, we want to protect and make sure everybody is safe, especially black men. Mm hmm. <laughs> You know, it's <laughs> that it's, has it's never happened because we are the alleged perpetrators. Mm-hmm. And again, it's it's easy to go into that stereotype stereotype, that mentality of, oh, there's a lot of young black folks that are going to be there. You know, it's going to be a bunch of fighting and arguing. And, and here's the thing. I'm not saying that there have not been incidents. I mean, the facts are the facts. There was a a shooting where 21 people were injured, were involved. Yes. And I saw the video. I saw it. And they were involving young black males. It was it was it was, well, it was females both. too. It was, yes, it yeah, you're right. Too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, young black people, period. And we've already talked about the increase in gun violence amongst our young people. But I I need the community as well as myself because I'm part of the community we can't keep doing the same thing and expecting different results it's yes. not just a matter of you know okay well we're going to keep a certain group out or we're going to put these barricades or we're going to shut this down we're not going to have food trucks it, it's not that 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 to me and again tell you this is my point of view you're further provoking the frustration and anger that the young students and the young future leaders and the young residents in Milwaukee have I can't go here. I can't go there. If you are constantly told what you can't do, if you're constantly treated like a thug or an animal, what do you expect the behavior to be? Yes. And then on top of that, you're being clunked all in one group. Like you said, Denise, you have a dynamic son, a smart Beautiful, respectful. wonderful, respectful yes, ma'am. son. No, ma'am. Yes. But the unfortunate thing is the actions of a few, those actions and behaviors are projected onto your son because of what? Skin color. Now, it's so unfair because with other ethnicities, if you have a mass shooter, and he has a certain skin color. Then it's isolated. Oh, he had mental issues. Oh, it was mm-hmm. this. Oh, it was that. But would you rarely... like some Burger King before we take you to jail and arrest you? You want which one? Number one, number two combo. Which, which you want? You want lettuce on that burger? <laughs> but rarely do African Americans get that benefit of the doubt, and it's unfortunate um, because just like. Someone can look at your son and look at someone else that's doing something that's not okay. It should be the same way in other ethnicities. But for some reason, we are all tied together. 
let, let me just say this, Telly, because what everything that you're saying is really just stimulating further intellect on this on this matter. I I am a hundred percent confident that if the profiles of these mass shooters that have taken place over the since January, I think we've had like what well, 128, maybe even close to 200 fatalities from, from mass shootings. I guarantee you that if any of those mass shooters were black, Muslim, identified uh, identified as a race outside of, of white, you talk about gun reform, <laughs> it would be the quickest legislative act in the history of our country do you hear what i'm saying telly guarantee it if it had been black muslim any any ethnicity or race outside of white that committed these horrific mass shootings we wouldn't even be having a conversation about whether or not to reform the gun laws and restrictions january 6th tell me how many black people you saw Attacking the U.S. Capitol on January 6th of exactly if it had been just one fifth, one fifth of the the people that attacked. Basically, if there was 10 black dudes out of those thousand, (laughs) it'd be a different story (laughs) because we would have organized it. We would have been the leaders of it and everything. So I say all that to say this. Truth Nation. Be aware of certain phrases that give the green light to racial profiling. And for our listeners that are not black, because I know when you hear these, it's like, man, you're you're stirring up division, Denise, and you're making it about race. Please be black for a week, just one week. (laughs) And and don't make it about, oh, I don't like this. Because this goes back to why critical race theory is so critical because it's like, I don't want to have a conversation about something that has no impact on me, but yet I'm, I'm feeling guilty. I'm feeling bad. That was something that happened 400 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. This is serious. And And again, have the conversations with your young black male relatives or friends or loved ones. and, And the thing is, it's not about stirring up division or any of that. It's about awareness. It's about being prepared it's about having those conversations with your loved ones or your your sons daughters nephews nieces what whomever people in your community because you don't want to have these conversations after something takes place you want to be prepared you want to know okay what am i going into how do i prepare myself for this and uh, and I mean, these are just conversations that we have to have. It's unfortunate. We don't want to have these conversations. We want to be able to just say, okay, go have fun, go support the Bucks, have a good time, return safely. It's not that easy anymore. You have to be aware of what's going on. And it's not just are they checking for purses and and checking your pockets. No, it goes much deeper than that. It goes way, way deeper than that. I'm okay with seeing 
police presence. I'm okay with seeing security officers. I don't have any problem with that. What I do have a problem is that when I witness the profiling and I witness the, the, the provoking behavior, yeah, I mean, yeah. there are certain triggers that that's what I'm saying. Like if you don't have representation in these conversations around security measures for the upcoming Milwaukee Bucks playoffs, then you're going to have individuals who are basically going to leave the conversation focusing on targeting a certain targeting a certain demographic versus to your point making sure that everybody is protected and is served so that they can enjoy the game yes absolutely much more of this conversation on the other side of the break eddie david we see you on the truth talk and text line make sure you hit us up 833-212-1017 more truth be told with dt and telly after the break Truth Be Told with DT and Telly returns after this on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You are listening to Truth Be Told with DT Atelli. Yes, you are. And April is Financial Literacy Month. We want to remind you of that. The truth has you covered on learning about how you can best manage your finances every Wednesday in April at 8 a.m. Truth Be Told will be joined by a representative from Educators Credit Union to discuss financial strategies to help you best manage your finances that is every wednesday this month on truth to be told with dt and telly at 8 a.m yesterday we had brett nielsen in the studio from educators credit union dropping knowledge and next week we'll be joined by him again so once again every wednesday in the month of april Join us as we are joined by a representative from educators credit union we've been talking about Security measures that the Milwaukee Bucks will be putting in place along with the Milwaukee Police Department for the Bucks playoff run, which will start Sunday at 430. Still waiting on an opponent. It will either be Chicago or Miami. And we will figure that out. But great conversation so far. We love the fact that everyone in Truth Nation has been weighing in. 833-212-1017. Eddie, you are on the new 1017 The Truth. What's up, Eddie? Going once, Eddie. Going twice, Eddie. (laughs) All right, Eddie. You're going to have to call back. All right, we're going to move on to the next caller. David, you are on Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. What's up? Good morning, Miss Denise and Telly. How y'all doing this morning? Good morning. We're great. Thank you. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. Thank you. I just wanted to um, holler at y'all about the topic. Um, I agree with everything y'all are saying, too, right? And I will add to that one thing um, that I'm sure you guys are already aware of and everyone else is, but it don't get hype, is uh, all the drinking, the tailgating, that goes on at the Brewer Stadium. 
So they tailgate before. And, hey, I just put it what it is. It's mostly white people. I'm not saying black people don't drink, but it's mostly the white people that go down there. They tailgate all morning, and they go into the brewer game, drink more, and then they drive home. Let's just face it. You'll see. I drove past uh, Miller Park. The other, you'll see the sea of cars out there. I would say 70% of them are driving home drunk. They ain't taking Ubers or cabs. They're driving home drunk. So that's 80, what, it's 162 games? So that's 81 home games that I got to worry about being hit by a reckless driver, reckless drunk driver, and most of them are white. But it's just so ingrained. Drinking is so ingrained and so accepted here in this city. And didn't they just extend state. It's they just, extend the sell of alcohol. Yeah, they extended, to the, yeah, they extended it to the eighth <laughs> inning now. Like, that was really needed. Wow. David, you bring up some yeah, great, so that, great you know, points. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Telly. I just wanted to um, put that out there. Yeah, because that's a big deal. And like I was saying, the liquor is so accepted here. It's just, it's just part of the game. It's just like you don't see Sting set up, set out there and the cops and the sheriffs talking about we're going to be looking for reckless brewer drunk drivers driving home after the game. Be careful or don't do it. You don't that's hear none point. of that. That's a great point. You ain't going to mess with the church's money. That's what that is. There it is. You took it right out of my mouth, brother. I'm about to get out of here. I appreciate y'all. I'm listening. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm just at work doing my deliveries, and I'm listening to y'all. I'll be listening all day. Peace and salute. Appreciate it, David. Thank you for the call, guys, Denise. David, David brought didn't it on tell that no one. Lie. He did. I didn't hear one lie. <laughs> that Not is one. so, so truth. Look, truth gosh. be told, and sometimes it hurts, but David told no lies. No lies, because and- the Brewers have had playoff runs, and the uh, it is notorious. Like Miller, well, it's not Miller. Amfam Field is notoriously known for its tailgating. And everything, and not once have you heard about security, security measures. measures being put in place for people that consume alcohol for approximately six to eight hours at a time. I mean, well, we could just look at the laws in terms of the punishments yes. that um, are are implemented for driving under intoxication versus getting arrested for the for smelling weed we or having like you know a, a few ounces of marijuana or smelling like you smoke marijuana, you look at the punishment for that compared to the punishment <laughs> for driving under intoxication in the state of Wisconsin, and then you look at the, the demographics of the people who consume beer versus those that smoke weed. It's like, again, you, you say it's not about race. I don't make these laws. Hey. I don't wake up in the morning and say, hmm, what type of legislation? I mean, look at the two lawmakers the representatives out of the state of Tennessee, which both now, thank you, Jesus, were just reinstated. But it's like as soon as you get two intelligent black men that are challenging, rightfully so, the gun the gun laws in the the access to automatic rifles in this country and are then persecuted. It is I, I don't make it about race. I'm I'm living and breathing and walking in my race every day and I'm reminded that still in 2023 that my, my counter my male and me are still viewed as subservient less than violent angry and could do some really major harm as as the great Annie Hughes God rest my mom's soul used to say if it looks like a duck walks like a duck and quack like a duck it's a duck 
But this is no duck. Let's head back to the uh, Truth Be Told talking text line. Eddie, you're on the new 101.7 The Truth. Hey, Kelly, can you hear me now? Yes, we can. Loud and clear. What's up, Eddie? What do you got for us this morning? Fantastic. Well, first of all, I want to say that, uh, you know, this, this conversation is basically skewing towards white people being prejudiced and intolerant through our culture. And let me just keep going. This generation of white kids, I'm telling you, I'm 57, and when I talk to the kids in my neighborhood who are 21, 22, 23, they do not see color at all. All right? So even though strides are being made, nobody's given enough credit for it. Eddie, Eddie let me ask you a question. Think, Eddie, Eddie right, do, you live in a, do you live in a neighborhood? Do you live in a neighborhood where all of the children um, are uh, visually impaired or blind? Uh, no, I do not live in a neighborhood. So why, like would they not, why would they not see color? They see color. You see color. Well, You're looking at a color right now. Well, I, I, I'm telling you, I am Caucasian. I have conversations with handfuls of Caucasians when no people of color are around. And when we talk about race, race relations, what's going on in the city, these kids, I'm telling you, are so ridiculously open-minded. It's almost like they I just go need out to of their educate way. you. I just need to educate you, Eddie, because when, when especially white people say, I don't see color, you're basically insinuating that my race, my color, my identity doesn't matter. And to the point where I feel like I'm invisible, which is oftentimes how black people feel in predominantly white environments. So I would, I would encourage you as a, as a white man coming from a black woman, please acknowledge Mm -hmm. my color. I want you to acknowledge that I'm black. I'm proud to be black. See, this is where their narrative spins. And this is what I mean. First, the argument was, don't look at me based on my color. Look at me as no, a no, person no, no. based on the quality Eddie, of my character. Eddie, now, it was never don't go, look at my color. color. Oh, you're not acknowledging my African-American. Eddie, uh, Eddie, you know, it was never, it was never mm-hmm. about not seeing my color, Eddie. It was do not treat me with discrimination based on the color that you see. That's what we're saying. I want you to see Denise? my color. But what I'm saying is don't treat Denise? me differently right. because of my color. Okay, and where is that going on? Because I live in a neighborhood that's predominantly white, though we do have African-Americans coming into our neighborhood doing business and also living in our neighborhood. I've never heard anybody, African-American, complain about being discriminated or being offended in our neighborhood. And well, yet, Eddie, let me just respond to you this way. We're always offending people every day, all the time. All we do is offend people. We wake up in the morning, we're prejudiced. All we do is look to be prejudiced towards people of color. It's just... Not true. It's not true in 99% of the circumstances. I think there's a little paranoia being borrowed towards this. I'm not saying it's never happened, but it's being exaggerated in such numbers. It keeps the negative narrative going that white people, i.e. white males, are constantly and chronically racist every day, all the time. We're not. We're going to work. We want black people, just like any other color of people to benefit. We want them to fall in love with their wives and have three kids and go on four vacations a year and drive that new car. To, to imply that we don't is just plain slant. It's like slanderous. Let me ask and, you a question. When did you, getting Eddie, pushed. Eddie, this is the DT and Telly <clears throat> yeah. show. So just a second. Yeah, when did you hear oh, what you just said? When you, I'm sorry. So I first of all, let me just say go this ahead. to you, because when you asked me a question about, um, I do not explain myself 
to anyone who has demonstrated they are committed to misunderstanding my position. So when you say white people don't want this and white people want black people, it, it kind of insinuates as if you own us. Like we want y'all to be this. I don't care what you want from me. I don't That's come from you. That's not what I said at all. You're, you're, I said yeah, how you made me listen, doing. Eddie. You're, I said what you said, how it made me feel. Okay. So that's the thing, like you, you have to understand when you're having conversations with people that disagree with you, you don't have to make it seem like I'm the bad person and you're the, the, the better person. We just disagree. That's it. Because for you to say that white say people that. want this, and when you say white people you're want this for black people, Denise, you're did you not say white people? This. Okay. Eddie? I said, this is what I'm saying as a white male speaking to other white people, being surrounded by white people my whole life, working with white people on a daily basis. When we talk about these things, we want the best. We're tired of the violence. We want the best. The <laughs> what does that mean? What do you mean we want the best for, for who? When you say we want the best, for everybody. The we want, the, we want oh, okay. the best. Denise, let me answer. I'm a guest on your show. Denise, we want the best. I don't for have everybody. to let you do anything. I don't wake up in the morning. I'm not Mel, okay. so I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm not Mel. She's nice. You're right. not gonna disrespect me. You're strong. Me. You're strong. You're gonna. You're gonna tell see, me. That's, you're see, that's another racial undertone. Oh, you're a black woman. You're strong. You, you, you right. I'm strong. Matter of fact, I tell you what. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you have this telly because I'm about to say a bad word and lose my job. Eddie, okay, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. And continue to call in. And uh, we also have Jay on the no, line. Jay, don't call in today. We'll get you. <laughs> no, I ain't, saying, I ain't saying call back in today. <laughs> no. no but, see, I, I pre- so, see, Brother Telly, I know how to protect my peace. And he's and I don't like giving people like that power because I know what Eddie's trying to do because he calls in all the time. And I appreciate Eddie's perspectives from the sense of it reminds me of how certain individuals just do not acknowledge that whether, whether he, the fact that he said, I don't see color. Yeah. The fact that he says, we want you. Those are phrases that imply that I am, that I am inferior to you. We want you to have, that sounds exactly what the slave master said. And the colonizer said when they stole us from our country, we want you to have this. We're going to feed you this. Don't use those phrases. It's a trigger. You know, people need to understand that there are certain words and phrases that trigger certain reactions. Yes, I am strong, but I'm also intelligent. Well, Madeed totally agrees with you. She hit us on the talking text line, 833-202-1017. She said, Denise, got that smoke, girl. And Chris Jr., he's on the Truth and Talk text line. He said, why did you choke up? Eddie was keeping it real, and you're trying to twist it into what it's not. Eddie, or excuse me, Chris, that's your opinion. Yes. How you feel is valid. I'm not going to try to convince you to feel otherwise. This is talk radio. So if that's how you feel, that I choked up, that's how you feel. And we will keep the conversation going on the other side. This is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly returns after this on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the 
Tune into the award-winning 101.7 The Truth this Saturday at 11 a.m. for our new show, Diversity and Excellence, powered by Erie Insurance and hosted by Dr. Ken Harris and Fred Johnson, the Vice President and Wisconsin State Manager for Erie Insurance. Dr. Ken and Fred Johnson will discuss what the Erie difference is, why more than 90% of their customers stay with Erie Insurance, and what sets them apart from the rest. So again, don't miss Diversity and Excellence, powered by Erie Insurance this Saturday at 11 a.m. on the new 1017 The Truth. Ah, welcome back to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. (laughs) This has been a great conversation. No, Denise, I'm going to let you continue because the talk and text line has been lighting up. (laughs) 833-212-1017. And uh, Denise, you've spent most of that break... uh, Exhaling. Responding. And also yes. responding on our text line. <laughs> and uh, we're going to get to some of love, those y'all. texts, but we're going to get to Jay. Jay has been waiting on hold. Jay, you are yes, on Jay. the new 1017 The Truth. Hey, good morning. Y'all should change this station to the butt naked truth. Oh, my God. I'm so scared of you. I mean, it's like, oh, you just. You sweet, but when somebody rub you the wrong way, you better look out. Oh my! God. Okay, hold on, did, Alex. Did you did you record that? Because I need you to play that in the introduction. You please please <laughs> save that because that is the best way to describe me. Telly will tell you. Say, every, no, the butt naked truth. That's what y'all just call y'all saying. <laughs> the butt naked truth. Because long you are time making ago, my day. Be a guy. <laughs> well, I gotta make your day because you made mine. I was saying, oh my god. <laughs> And I work with her every day, Jay. That's what's up. Uh, see, hey, so, I, so I know tell you, like, I better not step on the wrong toe. I'm being in trouble. <laughs> I'm going to go hold my head down saying, what the world did I just do? Yeah. No, <laughs> she keeps you, you on my you, toes. You, she, she's you, a lot you, of bark, you know. Uh, she's beautiful. You know she's beautiful, but she just oh, she thank you. a black woman that a lot. She's just that intelligent black woman a lot, a lot of people are scared of. But you keep doing what you're doing, Miss uh, DT, okay? I just you love you. See, it shows you God is so good because I needed to hear you say that. Because at that moment, you know, I don't like to let people control me in mm-hmm. terms of how I react and how I feel. But yeah. I needed you to say that, brother. Thank you. God bless you for that. I really appreciate you. Thank you. That's that's okay. But one thing I wanted to find out when you was talking to Eddie, I ain't got nothing against Eddie. But I remember an incident a long time ago where I used to work at this place called Zares on 124th and Capitol. And uh, uh, one of the cashiers was telling us a story about, you know, a little – you know, a white, white lady and her little six-year-old son. So, you know, she's scanning the items, and the little boy said, you know, he said, why is it taking this in so long to do this? And she, like, looked at him, wow. and she looked at the lady, and the lady had her head down. So racism is always going to be around because people are going to be passing it down to the youth, the kids. And, I mean, you know, kids are just so wonderful, but, you know, they're innocent. And, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. people have to be careful what they say around them because they're just like sponges. I mean, they'll soak it up. But I've seen the good part of that because I remember this young young lady, she was only like three, four years old. She went to church, and I remember they was telling me that she was talking about Jesus. So a child is just like a sponge because they're going to soak up everything they hear and see, and they're going to give it right back to you. In that case right there, with the first case, that's really bad, but that's how racism always going to be around because people either going to do it on purpose or not realizing they do it. And as you were saying before, you know, we are 
in our society right now, we always got this badge where, and you're right, you know, when you wake up in the morning, we walk out the house, we already got that. We already got that badge on as soon as we walk out the house. I was a black woman, black man. Okay. You know, but we ain't did nothing. We working every day to let you know, hey, there's some of us out here who's doing, doing what we got to do to take care of not only ourselves, but our family. And, you know, just keep doing. Y'all, both of y'all, Telly, you and Miss DT, y'all keep doing what y'all doing. Don't I know that's doing right. what you're doing. <laughs> and, you know, like, and it's kind of funny because I remember um, uh, Jason, Jalen Rose, he said something when he was talking about uh, John Moran. He said there's four people that come into your life. They add, they subtract, they multiply, and they divide. And, I mean, mm. you know, when he said that, it mm. just it just kind of opened my eyes and said he's absolutely right. So, you know, mm. you know, we just had to be careful who we run into. You know, we try to be friendly to everybody, but you just got to be careful nowadays. That's all. And like I said, you know, Eddie, I think he's cool. I hear him on the radio sometimes, but you can't really understand how we are until you walk in our shoes. We've been walking in these shoes for a long time. Exactly. And until you understand it, it, that, until you understand that. Yes. You can't, you can't speak on it. Thank you so much again for the call. We appreciate you listening. And for the record, I love Eddie, too. I know we got to go to break. I want to be clear. As a human being, I love Eddie. I'm okay with having debate and disagreeing, but it's when you use those, like, he's like, oh, you're strong. See, that was a trigger. Now, see, see, Telly, before we go to break, let me just say this to people that, that need to get complete. With, no, actually, that's, I can't rush that. Let's take the break because I want to school people on words that you use that you know are going to trigger. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly returns after this on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Regulators. Yes. Regulate any stealing of his property. It's been a thunderous <laughs> Thursday on Truth Be Told with DT and Telly, but great conversations throughout. No, these. no, no. It's the butt naked truth. It's the button man. Jay. Jay that brought it, man. Jay hit us up on the talking text line 833-212-1017. Mike from Mill Road said, dang. I missed that call. <laughs> you sure did, Mike. But the great thing is you can go back and stream us on multiple platforms. The Truth app, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So if you missed anything, you can always go to the Truth app, download it, and you will see Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. And we are going to close things out because things got, uh, I won't even say a little heated, but we were talking about the security measures and uh, the Bucks are going to put in place for their playoff run. And we were taking callers, and Eddie was one of our callers. Eddie is one of our consistent callers and faithful callers. We appreciate that. But he said some things that basically were trigger words within what he was trying to explain and there's no better way or no better person to break down some of these trigger words and some of these words that you use in everyday conversation that could be highly offensive to african-american people and denise i know you're not the effective communication coach for no reason you can really let 
Truth Nation and all our listeners know some of these trigger words that you think are harmless and you think are are compliments, but they're really backhanded compliments and highly offensive. Yes. Thank you for that. And I appreciate and I want to also again, you know, I, as a human being, I love Eddie and I do appreciate um, all of our listeners. But Eddie is, is a prime example and I need everybody to lean in when I say this. Eddie is a prime example of as we are in the midst of in this country as Americans and we are reckoning with systemic racism and we're reckoning with microaggressions and we're reckoning with what Eddie just did. And that was what I call white splaining. White splaining basically occurs when a white person feels that they are, have the authority to tell black people what they're doing for us, what we should be doing, what we not doing, and have no idea ever, ever, ever in their lives what it's like to be black. And one of the texts that came in, uh, let's see, who was this person? Um, Chris Jr. says, Denise, why did you choke up? Eddie was keeping it real, and you're trying to twist into what it's not. I wasn't trying to twist anything, and I didn't choke up. I never choke up. I was having a debate. I was having a disagreement. And if you notice, here's what happens. And if you do feel I choked up, quite honestly, Chris, as much as I appreciate you listening, I really don't care. See, I'm at a point in my life where I don't have to care what you think about me. If I have not cheated, lied, stolen, or caused physical harm to your family, however you feel about me, that's that's you. But what I need people to understand is that what Eddie said, oh, Denise, you're strong. He knew what he was doing. He knows the racial connotation that's associated with me as a black woman because what do you often hear in society about black women? Strong or angry or aggressive. And so he knew that was a microaggression. He knew that he was going to micro by using a certain word, but he knew the aggression would provoke me to react the way that I did. And that's exactly what we were talking about, Telly, is that when you use words like security measures, it, it, it has an association to a certain demographic to where I now have the authorization to profile a certain demographic and make their experience very uncomfortable. Because what oftentimes is that uh, someone will say something and they know it's going to provoke. Just like when the, the, the lady at the Central Park, she knew if she called the police, she had a dog who was going to attack this man. And he's like, could you please, could you please keep your dog you know, away? Could you please calm him down? She knew that she called the police and said, there's a black man in Central Park that is verbally attacking me. I don't feel safe. She knew what that was going to do. Just like Eddie knew what he was going to provoke when he described me as strong. And even had that little, you know, arrogant, strong, black. you, you, you right. I'm strong, but I'm also human. And I also come from royalty and I come from greatness. And I'm gonna tell you right now, Eddie, you can keep calling in here. I am Melanie. Melanie is and, and I, all black women are not alike. And when I say I'm not Melanie, I mean this number one, I'm older than Melanie. Melanie's my sister. I love her. She's a brilliant, beautiful woman, but do not think that all black people, especially black women are alike. Okay. So when you come and have a debate with me, you put some respect on it. I don't mind disagreeing with you, Eddie. I don't mind having conversations about race with white people. But what you're not going to do is use your privilege or what you believe as your uh, superiority and, and make me feel like I'm less than. That you're not going to do. This is the DT Intelli 
show, The Butt Naked Truth with DT and Telly. This our show. Newly renamed. We, we run this. We eating over here, Eddie. Okay? Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. And with that being said, no. <laughs> no you, look, you should have never gave me a mic, Society. You should have never gave me a book. You should never gave me money. Yeah, but see, Denise, <laughs> this is also exactly what we want this platform to be, to be able to talk about these things. And a lot of times uh, all these issues aren't going to be comfortable to talk about. And it's a great place for us to deliver our experiences through our lens and because eddie or anybody else in any other ethnicity don't feel those type of feelings when they hear certain words like security measures doesn't mean you have Dress the code. right Dress restrictions. Yes, because you don't know how that feels. Like, if you are white, there's a really good chance you've never been racially profiled. So how in the world can you tell us how to feel when we are the ones experiencing this? But this is the reason why we have Truth Be Told with DT and Telly, because we can have an open, healthy dialogue. And this has been a great Thursday with great topics and Denise it's been awesome once again we, we fooled yes, him Chris, again Chris Jr. Chris Jr. I love you I, I know what you're trying to do you're, you're trying to instigate <laughs> but guess what I control my power I love you Chris thank you so much for listening you continue to have a great day Chris Jr. Chris. I, I would love to meet Chris Sr. and have a conversation with him <laughs> alright DT and, gonna be great and DT <laughs> is gonna be great the you all be naked great truth. That's right. This has been the Butt Naked Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. Have a great Thursday.